thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. The BroBasket.com. There was there was basically th- three line brawls uh, between Vancouver and Toronto over the weekend. And yeah, I read I read some about that. Uh, the hit on Sadine was it? That's what, well, here I'll just send you guys the link. And why I'm it's like. Five minutes, you can fast forward it, but it's got everything that starts it, and then all the shit that breaks out afterwards. So hold on a sec. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm at first I heard suspension, a bunch of suspensions, and then I heard no, and now I'm trying to look up what the fuck is going on because I mean this was like fighting on a level I haven't seen in a while in the NHL. Well, shit, the goaltenders are together. <laughs> Looking like Colorado and, and Red Wing days. It says all fights. It's like six and a half minutes of fights. Oh, yeah, the goalies went at it. Yeah, Earl's right. Ooh. 
Is there like a battle rivalry between these two teams? Eh, not really. They're not even in the same uh, uh, conference. It's just no East Coast, West Coast, <laughs> Canada. No, no, no Biggie Tupac shit. It's just uh, they're two Canadian teams on Hockey Night in Canada, which is like Monday Night Football for Canada. But I will tell you, you don't fuck with Sedin. Well, yeah, but looking at the hit, it didn't look that bad. I mean, it wasn't illegal. That's what I'm saying. It looks like he just got caught with his with his head down. Yeah, he was paying attention to the puck, and he scored the goal. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, so. So is this just a physical team? Met a more not physical team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Long story short, the hit did uh it started all this. Vancouver's pissed because uh, Kadri uh, didn't isn't getting a suspension from the league. But for Sedin, yeah, for the hit on Sedin, which I thought a hit was illegal if it made you leave your feet, like if it. I haven't watched that old rules. No, no, you can't leave your feet on a hit. Did he leave his feet? No, I didn't. Yeah, he fucking did. He went sideways. No, 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 no. You, the no. hitter's got to leave his feet. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. He's got to. It's like launching yourself into the guy. Ah, it's if you watch it, he kind of comes up off the ice. I mean, he leans into it for sure. But well, that one's at the back at the beginning. Let's go look at that one. Let's look at that again. I don't know. I got it on loop, and it's we got a vine. No, I just keep rewinding. I mean, he leaves his feet as far as he hops up. Um, that, that could be called either way these days, honestly. I think, I mean, watching it though, man, it just, it just, it doesn't seem like. One right at the be the very beginning of the uh, the video, there's a fucking hit on thirty six of Vancouver that just levels him and he gets up and then no one's like yeah yeah right on his face. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, like he leaps up, he twirls around. Like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I think you... I think it was definitely a retaliatory hit. I mean, it was an opportunistic hit, but I think it was maybe a little bit of a retaliatory hit for that hit that had just happened also. Because it's, it's tit for tat. That's, that's how shit goes. Oh, come on, Rich. Did you see the goalies? Toronto's goalie just came down there like, oh, I just, I really don't want to. Do I have to? Oh, damn it. No, that tends to happen quite a bit. I mean, that wasn't even, man. Patrick Waugh and Osgood met at center ice, bro, and they went at it. <laughs> there so was no... There was so, no did, so did Vernon and Waugh. Right. There was no hesitation at all. These two, what the hell? They don't even have their, their mask off. And if I know. If it hadn't have been Vernon and Wah, it was going to be Shanahan and Wah. Because Shanahan was, he supermaned Wah to get him away from McCarty. That's what started it. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Vernon was like, here, hold my stick. I mean, I remember Vernon. Vernon came out of that goal. Yeah, so. All right, well, I guess we can talk about that. If, even if we already did. Yeah, but at no time was there, like, an illegal hit. It just, it was a hard couple of checks. And the enforcers on Vancouver said, okay, that's enough. I would say it was illegal. I'd say it was questionable. Like if you, and at the definition of you could go either way, it would be a, it'd be questionable. Well, I mean, like the hit at center ice wasn't, that's not even questionable. That was just a hit. Well, the center ice one, yeah, but the one on Sadine, the one that supposedly this one is, uh, started this whole game. Rolling. Sorry, I'm watching the goalies. <laughs> watching them wrestle. <laughs> I know, right? It's what it looks like. We're just going to hug each other. Yeah, talk shit with uh, $3,000 worth of pads on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come Actually, on, Miller. Miller. One of them helmets is probably $3,000. Miller's yeah. one of my fucking goaltenders. Come on, goddammit. You got some penalty like, minutes. So, uh... Can you believe these guys do this all the time? Yeah, I know, man. You, yeah. you think we should? No, nah, dude, I don't think so. If I break a hand, dude, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I got mortgage and shit, man. I just bought a house. Katie's pregnant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aren't you going to take your mask off, motherfucker? You know how much I paid for this mask? Uh-uh. There's a deductible on this mask. I got it insured and shit. Dude, I'm a goalie. I just got these veneers in. I'm not fucking risking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, every other hockey player on the ice does not have a full set of teeth and hasn't had one since probably 15, 14, something like that. Middle school, high school. Uh, do you guys vote today yet? No, I'm doing that as soon as we're done. Yeah, I got to go do that when we're done. I dropped the old lady off, and it's right up the road. So it was done. I voted on president, and I voted on... I voted no on the regional transit. That's it. Because everything else, I had no fucking idea. <coughs> but the regional transit, they're talking about, hey, let's do a millage for a bus system. I'm like, we have two. <laughs> like, let's make the ones we have smart and you got DOT. Why don't you fucking make them work better instead of taking more money? But, Rich, I, I don't think the, I, I keep watching it over and over. I don't think these hits are, I mean, even questionable. I just think Vancouver got pissed because they're checking them so damn hard. Come on, guys, knock it off. I mean, that just looks like old school hockey where well, who, your boys on the ice. And okay, so 36 gets checked, and then 36 comes back and checks. No, 36 jumps the guy who checks Sedin. 
So he was already salty from getting checked because that was that open heist. It was it was, it was, a, it was a pretty good one on him. Yeah, he wasn't even looking. Yeah, I mean he just received the puck and he was trying to make a pass. On right, it's, and Sandin had the same thing. Sandin was just concentrating on that on that net. Probably he, dude. I, I mean, hurt. It's all relative. Let's be honest. I mean, but Sadine doesn't look like you know. He had a broken nose or something. He probably got his bell wrong. Probably knocked the wind out of him, and he and it rang his bell a little bit. And he was like, "Oh shit," you know. But it it that happens. Christ, dude. I remember playing and Steve Kendrick, the slowest skating guy out there when we would play. If you weren't paying attention, he was just like a sack of bricks on skates. And he wouldn't even go on that fast, and he just hits you and sends you flying. So, well, should we just start the show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we started a long time ago. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, that's why I didn't say anything about should we just start the show? Ah, all right. Well, then, how? But we just you want to just do an intro and then <laughs> write down what time it is to to yeah, we'll do an intro and I'll I'll put it back at the front. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. All right, 22. Who's that? I want to fetch. Joey Logano in NASCAR. I for some reason, want to say Dino Cicerelli. Yeah, um, Sissy was 22. There we uh, go. God damn, who's twenty two in, in NFL that I'm it, it's right on wait a minute, Emmett Smith. Oh that damn, yeah. All right. That, it's the Emmett Smith show. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm Chris. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna rush for the all time rushing record, and then the very next play, we're gonna lose yardage. So we gotta rush to beat it again. <laughs> That's the way we do it. One step forward, two steps back. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Yeah, he's back. There he, There okay. we go. All right. So, shall we continue the hockey discussion now that we have the intro? Or were we done with the hockey discussion? I was going to say, yeah, we, we pretty much got the hockey discussion done. I'm just, I, I after the brawl like it, like it was, I mean, I'm kind of shocked that, yeah, there is no... There's no suspensions being handed down. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, and, you know, if, if, if you listen to the show, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Maybe the NHL is, is taking a little bit more of a different view this year on on fighting. I don't know. Maybe Bat- uh, Batman's just been watching too much election coverage and hasn't been brought to his attention. I, I, that might be it. It also might be the fact that he just keeps denying that there's any connection between uh, how physical the game of hockey is and CTE. That's just dumb. And I, I, can, I could draw a quick parallel to uh, this, to the Cam Newton crying. All right. Floor well, is yours. Cry- well... Newton crying was not this last not this last week that just went by in the NFL, but the previous week, correct? Right. Yeah. But I mean, the Vancouver Canucks are bitching that people got hit on the ice. I'm like, it's fucking hockey, bro. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I could show you, you know, you showed us the video, but I mean, I could show you a bunch of videos of, of people getting checked on the ice. Maybe Vancouver is the result of what you get, Gary Bettman. 
of you know of the Gary Bettman era. You get teams like that. Hey, they're hitting us. Well, one of the things, if you watch the the, the brawl tape, uh, which if you're listening, you can look it up. It's uh, on YouTube. Um, one of the things that the announcers say it was on Hockey Night in Canada, and it, for for borderline or non hockey fans, it's like Monday Night Football in, for hockey fans. Uh, they get one more than once a week. Well, yeah, they get a doubleheader every Saturday night. Uh, anyways, uh, one of the announcers flat out said, he goes, you know, when the first fight breaks out, he goes, okay, we got a tough guy and basically a pest out there, which goes back to what I've been saying. When you remove all the enforcers, you get, you get what you have now, which is everyday players, maybe up to, and including superstars, if it's if it gets really bad, actually have to do their own fighting. And... When that happens, I'm just waiting for a superstar to get absolutely just fucking devastated in a fight that he shouldn't have been in because his teammate should have hopped in and kept him out of it, but he couldn't because of the rules. And then we'll then we'll see how if everybody still says the, sings the same song. I mean, can you imagine if Eisenman had taken on someone like Domi back in the day? <laughs> no. I mean, he would have. <laughs> I mean, if that if, would if, not if, have gone well. No, it wouldn't have gone well. But Eisenman would fight. He wouldn't do well, but he would fight. I mean, he wouldn't back down from anybody. He'd just get his ass beat. But that's how come they always stuck someone like Coaster or Probert, you know, out there next to him. Hey, or Grimson. Hey, look, you know, they're, <laughs> they're guys out there looking to lay some pain on somebody, so stick someone out there to play police. But, yeah, it's, I don't know, Vancouver's crying about it. I, I mean, we've all watched it. We all, you know, have said how we feel. I, I don't really see anything illegal in the hits. I'm kind of maybe shocked that there wasn't a suspension handed down for that hit on Sadine because he did leave his feet a little bit. I don't think he launched himself at him, though. I don't either, and that's what I was trying to say with the Cam Newton thing. Cam Newton's bitching that he's getting hit on the head, and I'm like, it's football. That's going to happen. They weren't intentionally headhunting you. Helmets collide during football. It's just, that's what happens. Like Russell Wilson said. <clears throat> but I mean, Tiny just Russell. like in hockey. I, 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 here's the thing. I think it goes all the way back to what Chris was saying about the millennial era. These kids coming up going, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, why are you hitting me so hard? Because it's fucking football. It's fucking hockey. That's part of the game. Uh, full contact sport. Shall we get out the dictionary? <laughs> well, it's funny because if you if you really think about it, back when uh, Eric Lindros came into the league, he was so much more big because I think he came from the Quebec Major Junior League or something like that. And then when he was drafted, uh, he was so big and he was used to being just a men among boys as far as size. He was always getting hit because he always had his head down. Because he just was playing with guys who were, you know, nowhere near his size. So he just assumed that he had this aura of protection around him. And when he got to the NHL, it was like, motherfucker, you're big, but you ain't that big. I remember him being a little bitch his, his first <coughs> couple of years. Him and his brother, Brett Lindros, definitely, uh, that family is very uh, concussion prone. Because Brett Lindros's career was just ended from concussions. And I think it's safe to say Eric Lindros's was definitely, definitely hampered by concussions. 
I mean, I'd say I, if I if I was putting together an all-time team of players at their absolute peak, I would definitely have him as a fourth, third-line center. I mean, at his absolute peak, you know, so he's not the even best. Starting. Um, I mean, he was a force to be reckoned with. There's an old Rock'em Sock'em uh, hockey tape that John Don Cherry had out. If you could ever find it, I mean, it's just nothing but five minutes of Lindros just rocking guys. I mean, he would he would just bull guys over at the faceoff. He wouldn't even go for the puck. He'd just run the guy over and then just kick the puck behind his behind him to his defenseman and start to play that way. I mean, it was ridiculous. But also, you know, like I said, once again, when you're playing in the in in not the NHL, you're not playing with guys who are six three, six four, six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. You get to the NHL and oh, I'm six six and I'm two forty. That's nice, but we got big boys up here. This is the men's league. Yeah. So, but called the Newton, pros for a reason. Newton, I just I think he's kind of suffering from the Lindros syndrome. You know, the NCAA football. There are so many teams. Players are spread out all over the place. I mean, I was just listening to another podcast talking about this. Look how many players have come from Western Michigan in the last five years. And you go, how the fuck did they end up at Western Michigan? But they're top of the, you know, top of the heap NFL players. That's because there's so many fucking teams. Yeah, I think we're the same podcast. They can't all be in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They can't all be in the in the you know ACC or whatever the. Fuck. I did not ant- know Antonio Brown went to Central Michigan. Yeah, I know. It kind of shocked me, right? I was like, huh, He's I didn't know that. The best receiver in the game. But Newton's a, I mean, Newton's a big boy, and I think he just got used to being able to, you know, being the biggest guy on the field and sticking out like a, you know, <laughs> like an orange hat with a yellow bill. <laughs> you know, it was just like, I'm like just... Like a green you know, hat with a pheasant feather? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much yes. Looking like a off-brand choker. Yeah, that uh, he got used to having a little bit of protection there in the in the uh, NCAA. Well, too, but yeah, he, but too you, bad you weren't here last. You weren't here last week, girl. What's your take on his uh, his little? I'm not having fun anymore. Well, that's what I was saying. It's football. I don't come to me and tell me that you're crying because a part of the game isn't what you want it to be. You're gonna get hit. There was I watched those hits over and over and over. Yes, his helmet was contacted. No, they weren't headhunting him. You know, I have a Coke and a smile, Cam. Okay, for instance, when Holyfield and Tyson fought, and Tyson bit the fuck out of Holyfield's ear, I want to hear that that was not right. That, that what the hell is that? Because that is not boxing. That's Mike Tyson going absolutely crazy. Okay, but don't come to me and tell me that you're not having fun anymore because you're getting hit. It's football. I think what was actually, <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I took that as translation. I'm not having fun anymore because I'm not winning. We're not going 15 and one. Yeah, because I'm be not having fun anymore. You ain't got to play anymore, motherfucker. Peace. This is a choice. I warned you at the beginning of this season, they have put the flags away, and we're, we're going to now find out who's the best team in the NFL. <laughs> the winner of this Super Bowl is the best team in the NFL. It's not the because it, last year you couldn't touch Peyton Manning. You couldn't touch Cam Newton. 
You couldn't touch the quarterback. You couldn't even, if you put a hand on him in the wrong spot, there's a flag. Fuck a helmet. It's If you put a hand on him in the wrong spot. I mean, it was literally the police going, did you just touch him? Did you touch him? T- show me where the bad man hurt you. Fuck that. The flags are gone. All right. You're going to be able to play now. You're going to be able to take down the quarterback with the, with him holding the ball. So the last team standing that wins this Super Bowl actually won this fucking Super Bowl. It wasn't dictated by the refs anymore. And you're right, Rich. It, Cam Newton can't deal with that. He's like, but wait, I, I'm Cam Newton. I, I, I'm MVP. No, motherfucker, you're quarterback with the ball. Either throw it, run, or get hit. Those are your choices. Hey, man, you're your record. Don't be mad. Like, if you're going to be a little... Called him a baby last week. I'll say it again. He's a baby. If you're not having fun anymore, you're going to pout. Peace. You have a job. Every fucking dude at some point in their life is fantasizing about having. There's a, there's a line. Get the fuck out if you're not having fun. Hey, you know what? Don't be do baby. it, uh, big baby. Do what uh, Aaron Rodgers did. Baby new Call man. out your teammates. Be like, why the fuck aren't you blocking for me, bro? <laughs> Why am I getting hit? He's a baby. So I take it you're not a Cam Newton fan. Well, just the, the, I mean, I think he's a decent player, but I think the way he presents himself to the press and media, he's a big fucking baby. He's a, he's a, he's a dipshit. He's an asshole. There's been a lot of comparisons for many reasons to Cam Newton to Michael Vick. All right, Michael Vick got hit just as much, if not more, than Cam Newton. And I ain't never seen Michael Vick come on ESPN going, this just ain't fun anymore. They broke my nail and, and, and hurt my head. Well, because everyone will tell Michael Vick to collectively shut the fuck up. He's lucky to still be in an NFL uniform. I'm talking what? about when he was, when he was in, in Atlanta. Earl, why do, you, why do you sound like uh, when you said that? <laughs> you sound like Andrew Dice. Like, why didn't you talk to me? Well, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. It, I, you know I've been a big fan of, of Dice for many years, but here and there, man. It's my nail. Because that's what I do. I'm a killer. That's what you get for playing out here with killers. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm just saying it, it feels good to me to watch an NFL game and actually hear pads being hit. I mean, I can literally hear the pads on the field being hit. That's football, all right? And Cam Newton is one of those people that he, he's a millennial. He comes up and he's like, I, I'm supposed to be protected. Yeah, by five guys in front of you. If they don't do the job, yell at them, not the not the fucking refs. All right, well, I'm talking about football. Let's talk about college football this past weekend. Fucking, uh, uh, hold, wait, hold up. Hit the wrong button. Michigan State. God damn it! Hold on. Oh, you jumped on me. I was, I was. I'm sending you guys something. I want you to see. That's uh, right in line with uh, what Earl's saying, and it's from six years ago. <laughs> but it's. Oh, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's that's the team that we tied paralyzed motherfuckers' socks to their helmet. I'm uh, irrelevant. How old are you, bro? 35. Five years. You know. How you feeling? You feeling, you feeling all right? <sighs> you feel like these young guys are, you know, you're a football fan? It, all your, your whole life? 
You notice how football is whack now? Things are changing. It seems like, look, this, this may be old thinking, okay? Now, when I came up, you a football fan? No. That's a, like, he's not. Like, what dude? Like, that shocked me. Like, dudes are football fans. Oh, I don't just live to fight it. Like, <laughs> like, football, it's not like the game. It, when I came up, dude, football was a gla- it was gladiated. It was angry. It was angry. It was just like when we hit somebody. When I played, if you hit somebody and he didn't get up, like we didn't hold hands with the, with the other team and pray, uh-uh. like hold hands and all. Everyone prays for him to get up. We used to do a Indian, like sell a hump dance circle around, like man. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And our crowd's like, he's paralyzed. That's right. Oh, oh, oh. We be looking for his mother crying. Be like, that's right, lady. That's what you get for letting him out here with killers. <laughs> he can't even wiggle his toes. Take his socks. Take his socks. <laughs> socks around our helmet for the next week. Like the next team. They knew, oh, that's the team that be tying paralyzed niggas' socks around their helmets to scare them next week. <laughs> and it ain't like we were thinking about harming somebody. It's just that's what we did. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So in other words... <laughs> There's a lot of teams running around Cam Newton socks tied around their helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's it, though, bro. I mean, seriously. And and like you said, it's not like people wanted to hurt people. It's just what happened. No, I, dude, I totally understand. Remember when we were playing hockey and, and Andy Flayton, you were playing goalie and I was defending. Oh, yeah. Flayton, Flayton thought he was going to – we were playing roller hockey and a buddy of ours, Andy Flayton, thought he was going to sneak in behind me and score on Earl. Well, I checked Flayton. He went into Earl. Earl checked Flayton into me. I checked Flayton again, and since we're playing roller hockey, we were playing, you know, we had, it was a fenced-in area, and then Flayton went through the fence, like literally. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. So, I mean, there was already a a, a hole in the fence, but it wasn't Andy Flayton size. We just kind of made him fit. (laughs) It was like... Sorry, dude. That's what happens. I mean, I. That's hockey. We were out there, yeah, we were out there playing without full pads. There was plenty of times I got slashed in my wrist and I couldn't move it for two weeks. Just what happens, man. You know. But it, when when I was a kid, you know, my coach in football said, you know, hit him, and I mean, I mean, treated me almost like a dog. Get him, get him. You know, so it was instilled upon me to run and hit a, a quarterback, run and hit a running back. Hit him. Don't worry about his poor little head or if he can wiggle his toes at the end of the play. Fucking hit him. Get his ass. You know? And in in today's society, even, you, you know, you can't even talk about things like that. They, oh, you're barbaric. Oh, the, the, the thought of this. Oh, I can't believe. And it's like, are you serious right now? Yeah. Well, we, we, we kind of touched on it one of the very first episodes because it was... Uh... Bruce Arians had come out and said that, you know, basically these mama's boys are, are ruining football 
mamas and, and mamas boys are ruining football. And, you know, the usual, oh, my God, how dare he? He's a woman hater, blah, 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 and all this good shit. And uh, <coughs> let's be honest here. The last couple generations, you've had a lot more kids raised by single mothers. And you now have a generation who's coming up whose parents are probably, you know, rethinking, should I let my child play football with all this, you know, information that's out there with connections between concussions and CTE and, you know, is the, is the risk, is, is the, you know, doing a risk-reward analysis here. I mean, what, what are the odds he's going to end up playing beyond high school? I mean, you can get wrecked playing high school football. I mean, I, I've had buddies that played high school football you know, not just you, Earl, but, but guys I've met, <clears throat> you know, since we first met. And they were like, we play teams that were huge. And there's no way we could win. And they would just say flat out, take their knees out. It's the only way you're going to win. Take their knees out. And I'm, you know, if, if, can, you imagine, can you imagine if parents these days, of these little snowflakes, heard a coach say that? Well, exactly. And I, I don't know where it started. I don't know when it started. I don't care. But you're right, Rich. It's it's, it's these parents uh, that were, you know, protect the children, save the children, no child left behind, all of that shit. The the stuff where you know everybody gets a trophy, a participation award, and everybody feels like they've won something. Everybody's a, a special in their own way, and no, you, you need to hear when you're a kid. And I'm by kid, teenager, and, and, and back. You need to hear these words. You lost. Not You're not a loser. Doesn't mean you're, you're, you're a piece of shit or anything. You lost. Today, you gave your best. It wasn't good enough. Go back. Practice. Train. Work hard. Come back. And hopefully, by all of your preparation and everything you put in, you're going to be good enough next time. So you need to hear these things. There's always that, somebody that practiced one more day than you. Well, just that, man. You you need to hear you lost. Not that you're a loser and a piece of garbage or anything. You lost. Today wasn't good enough. Go back, practice, work hard. It because it carries you through life. It's not just sports. It carries you through life. You're people are going into job interviews going, well, wait, what do you what do you mean I didn't get the job? But but I'm special in many ways, yes. But no, you're not getting this job. Well, it was you know we've discussed this on a couple different podcasts before, Chris and I with with other people. You know, my little brother, he was raised being told all the time, "Oh, you're special, you're special, you're special." And literally, he went to go visit my uncle. And my uncle doesn't play that. You're special crap, and. My uncle told he was he was showing his ass at a family gathering. My uncle called him out in front of everybody. My little brother got pissed off and got a hard on about it and was like, "You can't talk to me that way. I'm special." My uncle went over, grabbed him, pulled him aside, said, "You know what? Yeah, you're special to people that love you. The rest of the world don't give a shit whether you live or die, and you got to get that through your head." Like, yeah, man. Like, I saw. Ah, oh, I hate citing Facebook, but it's where I saw it. I saw the best. Thing on Facebook a couple years ago talking about here's the high school graduation speech they don't give you. You are only to society what they can get out of you. Good luck. Like, that's what I think this the millennials don't hear, need to hear. 
they look when tattoos. I, Maybe they can get that tattooed across their back. They're in the, getting all these poems tattooed on them. When I was playing high school football, I went to North Fort Myers High School down in Florida. It was the same high school as Deion Sanders. I uh, I actually got recruited and had a scholarship to Florida State University. All I had to do was play all four years of my high school career. My junior year, I broke back. Um, it's it goes with what we're talking about. It it uh, I, I didn't mean to do it. It, it wasn't intentional. I, I wasn't out to hurt somebody, but I did what my coach said. Go hit the guy with the ball. It just so happened that with the play, the way it was, and the position of the quarterback, I smacked him in the right spot, and the flight never walked again. And last time I played football, and... Uh, one of the saddest days of my life was when I got the letter from Florida State saying, we're sorry and we regret to inform you you're no longer eligible for the scholarship. And, I mean, could I have played pro? Maybe. But it, it's one of those things, that's how I grew up. In today's society, that would never happen. Because I would have, if I was a kid in today's society, I would have been taken aside, I would have been coddled, I would have been, you know, counseled went to counseling and how it's not your fault. You're a better person. It's okay. You poor thing. And I still would have played. We've, lo- I- we've lost sight of win some, you lose some. Like, I think that's just one of the general life rules. Well, the reason I said that story is because that type of shit doesn't happen today. And when it doesn't happen, when you don't make a mistake and learn from it, and deal with your shit, you know, and, and see that it's, you're not the biggest thing on, on the planet. You end up with people like Cam Newton. Bring but it they're hitting back me. around. But they're hitting me. It's fucking football. You're going to get hit. You have five to six guys that you're standing behind whose job is to protect you. If they don't do it, <laughs> throw the ball, run the ball, or get hit. Those are your three options. And that's why I said... Be like Aaron Rodgers was this week. Aaron Rodgers came out after the Packers game and called out his players. And people are mad about it. People are shocked. People are like, oh, my God, he called him out. Is he supposed to call him out? Yeah, he's supposed to call him out. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, has the talent and everything. But when other people, his the rest of his offense isn't living up to the, his standards and to his style of play, and it costs him a game, yeah, he's going to shoulder it. People are going to say, what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers? But at the same time, he's going to call him out. Should he have done it in public? Uh, you, you know, we could debate that. No. Praise in public. Discipline in private. That's a leadership principle. But Well, well I, agree that, I agree with that, Chris, up to the point to where you're 4-4 four and four and people are still going, well, what's wrong with Aaron? Ain't nothing wrong with Aaron. Aaron threw the ball. People didn't catch that shit. Uh, all I know watching that game is fuck the Colts. <laughs> oh. Swear to God, man. That, that fucking team, that team has single-handedly ruined my fucking picks all season long. I swear, if you go back and listen, I don't think, no matter what I pick, they do the opposite. They don't even know who the fuck they are. We don't know who the fuck they are, let alone they know who the fuck they are. Hey, I'm as bitter at, Phil- at, at Pennsylvania, the state of, as you are at the Colts. 
I can't pick Philadelphia worth shit. And I'm talking about Pittsburgh and Philly. <laughs> Excuse me. By the way, speaking of that, can we now, like, I, I, in the group chat I sent this, and I didn't mean we as in us. I meant we as, like, the editorial we. The royal we, if the you will. The royal we, yes. <laughs> uh, can we now fucking, as as sports talking heads collectively raise up off the of fucking Carson Wentz nuts. I mean, really, I thought it was pretty silly. We were dick riding him as hard as we were, but I just kind of kept my mouth shut because, well, these people obviously know more than me. And in the end, he's exactly what I fucking thought he was. He's just a rookie quarterback who had a couple good games, and for the most part, he's in over his head. I mean, Eli Manning went through the same shit in 2004. Does, does anybody besides me remember that vicious hit he took against Philly? And everyone was like, welcome to the NA, to the, or to the NHL. Welcome to the NFL, Rook. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, Carson Wentz is, is what he is. He's, he's a rookie quarterback. He's going to take his lumps and, and you know, make yeah, that's another team where I think their defense is hiding their god-awful offense. But uh, they were better than Minnesota. Which, you know, hey, I'm calling that. Like, look at Minnesota. Like, Rich, you said it in the group chat. Minnesota got their pants down. P- pants on the ground. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Philly started with exposing them. And it's just, it's what is it now, three in a row? Well, I, I called it in group chat, too. I said this is where the imploding begins, and I was right. They they have self imploded. Their offensive line is decimated with injuries, and so many people has exploited that, including Detroit. And yeah. you know now they're just slide. They'll slide right to the bottom with Chicago. I hope all of the Detroit defense flipped off Jim Caldwell on Sunday. Like you should have did this last week, shit face. Like, oh, look, you gave Matt Stafford the ball again, and he won us the game. With 27 seconds? Yeah, well, with three minutes, last two weeks ago, he fucking onside kicks. <laughs> like, he's proven, like, the show with Rich. I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not a guy running down the street screaming Stafford for MVP, but he's proven to you several times this season, give him the ball when it counts. And you didn't do that. I know, but I just, I'm... I'm I'm hearing, I'm hearing some, some shit that <laughs> like, okay, look, everybody calm the fuck <laughs> Yeah. Like, what is it? Jimmy Johnson saying they're the most exciting team in football? Easy, Jimmy. Whoa. You know, oh, I would ne- I Yes, I've heard multiple talking heads say, I want no other quarterback but Matt Stafford. What? Really? With two you minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, come on, dude. Stafford's been doing it for what? A couple games this season? When he's got a couple rings under his belt, making making Super Bowl winning drives, then we can talk about. I want no other football player but him on the field. Oh, two minutes left. You can give me Eli. Hang, as long hang as it's on. in the Super Bowl. And hang on a minute. Now I, I like Stafford as much as the next guy and everything, and Brady as well. But there was a, a, a small snippet, and they and they do this in very small. Sh- you know, shout-outs. I don't know why. I don't know why people are scared about it. But we got to stop talking about Brady and Eli and Stafford and Rodgers. It's now time to and, – and this is going to lead me to my Spartan apology. We got to start talking about coaching. Just like with Caldwell, 
Why would you onside kick it with three minutes left? Why? Rex Ryan this week. Why in the hell would you punt it when you're on your side of the field with three minutes and all you need is a touchdown to win the game? How many um, yards did they have to go? Two. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want for it. Um, Mike Tomlin, what the hell is with your Pittsburgh Steelers? How can you not have a good season with that team? Are you kidding me? You know, we really got to start pointing the finger where the fingers need to be pointed. The players and the talent are there, but the coaching isn't what it's supposed to be. And like I said, I have to apologize to Michigan State. Your players have not quit on you. I thought for sure those players would quit. Maybe they have to an extent. Did the coach quit on them? The, the coach doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. His pride Wait. has led him into the Wait. wasteland. Wait. Come on. No, 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 no. Michigan, All of a Michigan sudden, State he's State. forgotten how to coach? Michigan, Michigan State game. That opening drive dominated Michigan. Dominated it. And it was done by running the football. Michigan was like, I, I can't, I, I just can't right now. What the hell's going on? Oh, my God. And ever since that opening drive, the coach, Mark, just was like, that's right. Now we're going to throw. Watch that. Well, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Well, that didn't work. Why don't you run the fucking ball, man? Opening drive, you literally ran over Michigan. Ran them over. And Michigan State was all types of happy about it. Their players were up. They were like, yeah, let's get them. And, and then from that point on, he didn't run the ball. Part, part of the reason is because running the ball is not seen for whatever reason anymore as a valid first step, you know, a, a first line of attack in football anymore. It's you run the ball to set up the play action pass, and that's it. You pay attention to the NFL this year. It's been a running back year. Well, okay, but let's be honest. Okay, let's be honest. One year doesn't prove my point. Look at the last 15 years. That's true. That's what I'm saying. And we all know the NFL is a copycat league. Remember when the Wildcat was all the rage? Yeah. Okay. So everybody calm the fuck down about that because you know in a couple years, at most, it's going to go back to the fucking air game. But the NCAA... What 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 has the Big Ten been known for all our lives? The saying about Big Ten. Hey, hang on a second, though, Rich. U of M has a player, okay, Peppers, right? Mm-hmm. They hand him the ball, right? He takes off like a bat out of hell. In Michigan-Michigan State game, they were ran over by Michigan State in that first drive. Ran him over. And then the coach, for whatever reason, it wasn't seen as, as the proper way to do it. They wants to play extra pass. Whatever. Doesn't do what his strength of his team is. Okay? And just like in the NFL, the reason the running backs are making a comeback is, like I told you, the flags are gone. Cam Newton's helmet can't stay on tight enough. So they can't. they can hit their quarterback. Okay? And it's time to hand the ball off. That's why you get people like DJ in Arizona. You, you know, that's why Latavius is running all over the place in Oakland. Now it's, and I told you this, it's going to be the people with the big quarterbacks and they can, they can, you know, not buckle under pressure. Hello, Stafford. It's going to be the people with the, the fast running back 
and it, it's really going to boil down to not who you know can stand in the pocket and throw the longest. It's going to be the toughest team and the best team that wins the Super Bowl this year. So my point is, is you're going to the leagues changed the way they call their penalties. You have to adapt and how you control your offense. Okay, and people like you know Bill Belichick, the the standard, I believe has made those changes. People like Mike Tomlin, uh, Caldwell's coming around a little bit. He's kind of having a little faith. But uh, Mike Tomlin, uh, Bruce Arians has made the change. Um, I don't think Chip Kelly can even begin to change in San Fran. I don't know if he has anything to change too. Chip Kelly's <laughs> standing in the middle of a building on fire. Everything's just well, crashing so- down around him on fire. After I watched Michigan, Michigan State, I went back and watched a few of of Michigan State's other games, uh, 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 snippets of them, and I've I've coached under people like Mark D. Okay, I have, and it's good old fashioned coach pride. I'm the head coach. Watch how I do this shit. Well, we said it last week. You weren't here. I heard. I think I think Harbaugh is firmly in fucking. D'Antonio's head. D'Antonio knows that he is one dumb play away from being 0-2 against Harbaugh. And that's how come he went for two when he didn't need to. And that's how come Peppers grabbed that ball, ran it back to the house for the safety, and was like, don't try to rub it in our face. Don't try to embarrass us. We don't give a shit if we're at your house. We're going to embarrass you in your house. But see, and therein lies my point. You ain't Woody Hayes, motherfucker. Don't come with that bullshit. Exactly, but that's my point. It is his pride but where was got in the way of winning. Okay, when, when they had four downs to get into the end zone and he ran it four times against Michigan and got stuffed. That goes back to my new rule that I said two weeks ago. Stop running it up the fucking middle. That's, or come, that is insane. That can't, that's, they're not going to take that out of the playbook. That's like firmly entrenched like years of football. Okay, and, and that's fine. You know, you could be like those guys, and, and I, I, my dick's bigger, great, but that doesn't mean you're going to get that yard, sir. They ran, it, they ran it to the outside on that fourth down play, and he got stuffed. They did exactly what you said. They tried it twice up the middle, they tried it once off the fucking tackle, and they, went, and they tried to run it outside, and they got stuffed for a loss on the fourth yard, I mean, fourth down play. I understand, the hole. but if you, if you run it once up the middle, and you get stuffed, fine. Fake it up the middle the second time. Don't give them the momentum. How much of yes, this also, you have four downs. How much of this also is, and this is just a beef I have, the, the art of blocking is really something that, that isn't, isn't, isn't sexy. So it's like, it's, it's like basketball 20 years ago when you start hearing people complain about players have no fundamentals. They don't play defense. And so now the whole game is just wide open. When you get it, it's how come the, 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 the going to work Pistons were such a fucking anomaly back then because they actually played defense. And the league was like, well, what the fuck? That, that's a boring type of, of, of basketball. Yeah, but you know what? Oh, it won a championship. <laughs> it won a championship. So that's how they got the, the bad boys. You're right. Hold on one sec. Go on. All right. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, blocking, I don't. I don't, like, I don't see. Okay, first of all, we, we've talked about this before. At least we've touched on it. They're, they're pretty much phasing out the fullback, okay? So that means you have to you have a tight end that you're going to have to play if you want to run an eye formation. 
half these tight ends can't block to save their fucking life. And on top of that, on running plays, how many receivers are blocking downfield? I mean, and this isn't, and that isn't, that isn't even a new thing. People have been bitching about that since Michael Irvin. We used to fucking just sit out and start doing his nails on a running play. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I don't get paid to block. Motherfucker, it's the triplets. It's not Michael Irvin and two other motherfuckers. Okay, if it's a running play, get your ass down there and block downfield. What the fuck's wrong with you? That You taking plays off downfield might cost your team a big fucking run or a touchdown. He didn't care. Little prima donna ass, I don't get paid to block. I mean, it... You paid to perform all of the duties of wide receiver, which sometimes are blocking. I, well, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. As I've had many bosses say, all right, unless you have a contract that stipulates exactly, like a union contract that stipulates exactly what you are to do and what you are not to do, you get paid to do whatever the fuck you're told to do. Bottom line. I mean, look at it, speaking of Peppers, look at a guy like Peppers. How many, how many positions did he play? Eight different positions in that Michigan uh, Michigan State game, mm-hmm. that's not a guy that's going. That's not my job. And he was and he was pacing on the sidelines whenever they took him out of the game. He wanted back in there. Peppers is the guy I mean, you promote. The guy who wants to do all the jobs and do them well. And and how many guys do you know these days want to play an Iron Man style of football? I mean, it's just it's rare. And I mean, even if they do, they they don't have the athleticism to do it. They don't have the football IQ to do it. Peppers does. I mean, he's he's a freak of fucking nature. He knows there's a draft in his future, and he's he's driving his draft stock up. Well, I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about with you know Cam Newton and, and the millennial era. You know, these kids don't have that that killer mentality that that I'm going to be the best no matter what. They've been told for so long, you know, oh you're special, oh you're you're perfect, oh you're the best, oh they're, you're the, you win. They're just happy to be here. That's right. Happy you know, to be I, here to win you championships. Okay, I know that you know that's not an attitude that's that's held up as you know this is how you should be. Well, let's be honest. Okay, if you're a fucking long snapper and that's your only job in the NFL, as long as you work on your long snapping, you can pretty much have the attitude. I'm lucky and happy to be here because that's such a fucking it's such a specialized job that you know what I'm saying like uh, let's be honest here. Hey, you were the best of all the other long snappers. You're the best at your specialized job. That's what well, you got that going for you. Not anymore, because now they can leap over you and block the fucking field goal. Well, that's <laughs> well, stand up and hit that motherfucker. Well, see that do that's something. What about, that's what I was about to say. A guy like Peppers, who's out there playing like that. The last player I remember making a statement like that by playing like that. It was like Palomalu. When he played for UFC, he was all over the field. And he brought it back to the pros. He would time the, he would time the snap count and jump over the fucking line. Oh, he would, too. <laughs> I mean, he, he was just sick. Super Bowl. I mean, that dude was just sick. And that, <laughs> that dude had the Barry Sanders mentality of, yeah, I did that. Now I'm going to just get up and walk over back to the sideline because it's fourth down. He didn't get up and do, and, and do a bunch of dances and, and, and flop around and whip his helmet off and all that shit. His attitude was, this is my job. I'm going to do my job. And if you've ever really seen an in-depth interview with him, he had almost like a, 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 a zen-like spiritual approach to playing football because he was like, any minute, any, any play could end my career, let alone my life. I know that. So I, try, I play the game with respect. I play the game how I think it should be played. I, uh, Peppers reminds me of, of Charles Woodson a lot. Well, that's not bad company to be lumped in with. 
No, it's not. And Enzo, I think uh, I think he should definitely be in the Heisman race. I don't think he is, but I think he should definitely be there. Man, I, okay, look, I'm a, I'm I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm starting to hear all this bullshit talk about how Michigan's quarterback needs to be in the Heisman talk. Okay, stop it. Exactly. That's why I'm like, come on now, come on. Yeah, any, anybody on that team that comes out of your mouth, the besides peppers, you're just being, you're just drinking too much, too deeply of the Kool Aid. You put like extra sugar in that Kool Aid. Yeah, extra maize and blue in your Kool Aid. Exactly. Hey, That's just horseshit. Hey, speaking of blue, you know those blue Chicago Cubs. Well, their colors blue. They are not blue because they they have won. They broke that curse. That game. Holy shit, that game. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that, that game quite literally had everything. Earl, that could that could <laughs> that could hold up your conspiracy talk. I mean it did like a, I mean it hit it hit all bullet points on a movie script, it seemed like. Like well, <laughs> it it had home runs, it had comebacks, God took apart, delayed the game with rain. Like, it uh, had everything. Aaron on our uh, podcast on Regimented was saying, like, you know, we were, had a good comparison. Like, if you were watching it and saw it in a movie, you'd be like, oh, come on. Like, the rain delay in extra innings. You'd be like, yeah, that would never happen. Get the fuck out of here. Like A home run. Are you kidding me? A three-run a three home run to tie the game? Get out of here. And Just so everybody knows that, that doesn't take part in our, our private chat, I have a conspiracy that these sports, a lot of the sports, are fixed. People say, make it more competitive. Make it entertaining. Make it last longer. Because for all game long, Lions can't score a touchdown. All game long, Lions can't move the football. Wait. All of a sudden, with a minute six seconds... Matthew Stafford can drive the entire length of the field and get a touchdown. All of a sudden, in 27 seconds, he can go from his 25 to the 40 so Prater can kick a field goal. Out of left field, for no reason whatsoever, the defense just took a nap. Sometimes. We're talking about the Cubs. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that goes into the Cubs. Because for 108 years, Chicago couldn't win the, the series. Since 45, they haven't even been to the series. And now all of a sudden, here we sit. We need some ratings. What's the best way to do it? We'll put put the Cleveland Indians and Cubs in the World Series. No, dude. If they were going for ratings, it would have been a Red Sox and Cubs. Come on, dude. Come no, on. No, Red the, Sox. Red Sox. Red Sox. Wait, 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 wait. Now, my conspiracy theory, the Red Sox already had their show for the ratings. No, but They were down one to three. They had in years. Okay. They back against the New York fucking Yankees. They're not going to the, 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 the you, coveted Cleveland media market. Are you done? Are you are you finished? Okay. One, Red Sox Nation would have given every game the ratings Game 7 had on their own. The Red Sox are like the fucking Yankees now. The Red Sox travel all over the country. Two, Look at that fucking stadium in Game 7. That stadium sounded like they were in Chicago. Yeah, shame on you, Cleveland. You got right. out. I, I, I would have been in 
embarrassed to have been a fucking Indians fan and hear my fucking home stadium in a game seven sounding like that for the opposing team. And what but that goes to show my point. Okay. Red Sox already had their 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 ratings boost. When they overcame a one to three deficit. Yeah, the MLB just stopped liking money and they don't want the East Coast media numbers. It's not no no no. They got the East Coast media numbers the exact same way that Rich is saying with the Cle- Cleveland Indian Stadium. That place was packed full of people waiting to see the Chicago Cubs win a World Series again. Well, that's maybe what a it's maybe an eight hour drive from from city to city. I think that it's but here's the thing. It's not just well, Chicago. It's local. It's it's not just people in Chicago that went there. People all over this country was wanting to see the Chicago Cubs finally win the World Series. It's in a movie for fuck's sake. Well, all I know is, okay, you have every league saying for the last 10 years plus, but it, but every league solidly for the last 10 years, we want more parity in the league. And they engineer the league to where they get the parity they want. And now you got things like two ties in one season in football. Yeah, that's just You got stupid. things like yeah, how many overtime games? You have, you have teams... You have NHL who had who not only ten years ago, eleven years ago now, went from five on five overtime to where it can end in a tie if no one scores, to five on five to a shootout, to now it's three on three. I mean, you've got the parity you want, you wanted, quote unquote, and now you're not happy with it, right? These th- this is. If there if there's any conspiracy theory, and that's not even a conspiracy theory, that's just a fact. This is what they wanted. They got it, and now they're pissed because they're getting exactly what they wanted. They just didn't realize that what they wanted was going to be a bunch of boring and bullshit endings to games. That's all there is to it. I mean, we had the whole reason, the whole reason, home field advantage in the World Series is decided. By the who wins the All Star game, the American League or National League, is because we had an All Star game end in a tie. <laughs> Why? Because neither league had any more pitchers to throw out there. Well, you know what? It, well, someone we throw make someone that, a meatball and end the game. We got to make this game mean something. No, it's an exhibition game. All Star games have always been exhibition games for fans to see high scoring. And the superstars play. That's how come if you watch the Pro Bowl, if, if guys were out there playing the Pro Bowl like it was the Super Bowl, someone would pull those guys aside and go, motherfucker, you realize that, you know, you hit somebody and end their career at the Pro Bowl, you're dog shit for the rest of your career. Yeah. You understand that, right? Like, there will be, you might as well paint a large target on your entire body from yeah. here on out. You got to move. You got to go to the CFL. Yeah, because there's going to be guys trying to end your life, let alone your career. Because this is an exhibition game. I mean, this isn't. It's just. This isn't even the fucking Senior Bowl before the you know the combine. Calm the fuck down. I mean, NHL NHL All Star Game has been a wide open game for years. Baseball. They used to. Baseball. They used to. What they do? They do uh, what they call barnstorming. They would have major league, you know, all stars play other other leagues all stars. Like back when they had the Negro leagues, they'd have players from from MLB play the Negro leagues. 
in the offseason, stuff like that. That's all the All-Star game was supposed to be. I mean, you know, so you got the league who's like, no, no, we get we, we got to have this important, so we're going to decide home field in the World Series by it, which makes absolutely no sense because you have. It's not like there's one player from every team on the All-Star team anymore. It used to be that way. I used to think you had to have one player. I think I know it was like this back in the early yep. 2000s. I don't know if it still is. Used to have have one player from every team in your league, national or American, on your All Star team. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, one year it was the Detroit Tigers starting out on the fucking uh, uh, All Star game. Well, it doesn't. I mean, you don't have to have them starting, but you have to have them on the roster. Okay, well, there's okay. You know, great, wonderful. I, I in the in the in the interest of trying to get all fans to watch, I understand that, but. The, Ultimately, the reason there was people arguing against it is because it's an all-star game. It's for the fans. It's an exhibition game. They want to see the superstars out there playing. I mean, the home run derby. Do you really think those people throwing those pitches to the guys in the home run derby are out there like Chapman trying to hit 104 on the gun? No, they're throwing batting practice pitches. (laughs) Trying to throw them a fucking sliding curve. No. (laughs) No. It's right down the middle. Right, but it's back to my tinfoil hat, my tinfoil hat theory. Cubs down two games to three to the Blue Jays. They come back and win. Cubs down one to three to nobody's, the Indians. Yeah, nobody's talking about how Cleveland blew a 3-1 lead. Okay, but uh, here's the thing, though. Earlier this year, just to, to stay in my tinfoil hat, okay, uh, Oklahoma City I knew this had a three- coming. Yep, I had a 3-1 lead over Golden State. Golden State comes back and wins, goes to the finals, has a 3-1 lead over Cleveland. Hello. Comes back, Cleveland comes back and takes it in seven. Are you kidding? Stop it. Ratings. I should the Trump drop. The, it's all a lie. <laughs> well, the football kickers, NFL kickers can't hit a fucking field goal. From 28 yards away? You ready for a kicker battle this week? New England and Patriots. I'm, I'm going to ice that shit right now before you get a chance to. That's going to be a kicker battle this week. No, Oh, really? You know. The system? Bill? You know it. Tom? No, fuck Tom. It's Bill. Okay, well, one of the reasons I don't think anyone's really talking about the fact that Cleveland dropped a 3-1 lead is because they dropped a 3-1 lead to a team that was built by Theo Epstein, a guy who had built a team who had come back from a 3-0 deficit to win the league championship series. Yeah, he is. He's not only did he kill the curse of the Bambino, he killed the curse of the goat. Like, the, he's going to be able to go anywhere and write his own fucking ticket to any team ever for the in, for the next 25 years till he retires, or maybe 10 because he's what 42. <laughs> Cleveland blew a three-game lead to the team that won over a hundred games. Well, that's the other thing is like I was saying, how you think it's rigged that the best team in the league won this World Series? How, how is it rigged? Because how did the best team in the league? They're the only team that lose three over games, hundred games, and only won one. Because you can't but win them all. Statistically, the you Just cannot win them all. Here's the deal, okay, Earl. You ain't gonna reverse yourself no matter what. You're going to claim that that your that your conspiracy theory is right no matter what. So you're going to dance around and keep moving the goalpost every time someone makes a field goal on your ass and say, "Well, that one didn't count. Now you got to kick it over here." And if you stack your ass, you're going to say, "Well, that's not fair," and then you're going to want to fucking do a a, 
a do-over on the play because you have to keep your theory alive no matter what. So here's the deal, bottom line. If sports is fixed, what the fuck are we talking about? Let's just do a fucking podcast about WWE. Let's just I'm do there. something about... Let's just do John something. Cena. Let me tell you. No, I'm just <laughs> let's just let's just let's just let's just do a podcast about something that's completely scripted and act like we're shocked when the fucking script plays out like it did, like it was written to. I mean, come on, from man. the Vulcan Skull Ranch. <laughs> hey, the Broken Skull Ranch ain't no joke, man. Woo. Hey, man. I don't man. even know what any of that shit means. That's so. where Steve it, Austin does his podcast from. That's the name of his studio, his basement. <laughs> the Broken Skull Ranch. No, the Broken Skull Ranch is where the people go to compete to see if they can beat his skull buster. Oh, thing is hard. My fat ass sits on the couch going, I can't do that. What is a skull buster? Other than a nickname for my penis? <laughs> the skull buster is an obstacle course consisted of 10 obstacles to test the endurance of athletes. Ah. And you have to beat a certain time. You know, some, you have to do all 10 challenges, and whoever does it sets the time. And then they stay there until somebody beats their time, however many shows it takes to find somebody to beat their time. Wait a minute. Is this some sort of WWE reality show shit? It, it kind of is. But Stone Cold time, Ninja Warrior? It, it, exactly that. It's exactly that. It's a WWE Ninja Warrior type shit. And it, it's, uh, it's not fake. To the sense of WWE, there's really athletes that go there that compete against each other, and uh, they try to, you know, outdo each other to get to the Skullbuster. And once they get there, they have to beat whoever's time was there the previous week in, in the ten challenge and the ten obstacles. All right. Well, but. We're all on the road, but the Cubs, can we talk about the good part of it, though? I mean, how awesome was that to see that, though? I mean, I was fucking cheering like I was a goddamn fan. It was like, that was a moment of history. That was fucking cool to see. That was badass and good for them. Right, and not even in Game 7, though. How about the frickin' uh, uh, Grand Slam by Addison Russell? Holy shit. I think it was in Game 6 he did that. Young good. kid, I think he's 22 years old, has a grand slam in the world fucking series. Well, dude, that that Cubs team. They're young, outside, too. Like, this could outside, be the side. Yeah, outside of a few guys, that's a young team. And if you look back at the, at the 2003, 2004, because 2003 is when Epstein really started building up uh, Boston. He He packed that team full of a lot of young players. Think about it, man. I'm Big Poppy just retired. That's he 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 became senior October twelve years ago, and he just retired at the end of this season. Yeah, and I the, mean this could be the start of like a. Huh, uh, I'm not even a Cubs fan. I'm getting ahead of everyone. This could be the start of like a Cub of like a dynasty. Like they're young ass team. Like if they stay together, like there could be more than one of these. Unfortunately, I. And, and and this sucks because it should be it should be a dynasty. But I think the the time of dynasties are over because one club. No. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My, one club other than other than the Yankees isn't going to dish out the money that these kids are going to ask for anymore. Oh, Not define a, you define could, a dynasty because like, you could argue the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, 
Uh, they got to win another one next year because they they they're off of their win one lose one rhythm. Yeah, they won in they won in 2010, 12, and 2014. Uh, I mean, the Patriots. They've just been dominant for a fucking decade plus. Yeah. Right. Okay. Then you, if you, if you really want to go to it, look, look back. I mean, look at the Blackhawks the last few years. Blackhawks. Well, yeah. I was going to say, look at the Red Sox, 2004, 2007, 2013. I mean, dynasties, I don't think it's going to be, it could have been six years in a row the Bulls won the championship if Jordan hadn't retired for that one year. It would have been seven years in a row, all right? I don't think dynasties are going to be like that anymore. I, I think the fact that that uh, uh, LeBron took his talents down to South Beach and couldn't do it down there with a manufactured team pretty much proves that. But that doesn't mean that the team isn't a dynasty. You don't have to win every single year. I mean, the years of, I mean, the, 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 years of the early 80s Islanders and the late 80s Oilers, and the late 90s Yankees, those are pretty much gone. Yes, the Yankees are the Yankees, and they're still a baseball destination, but the Yankees had those teams in the late 90s because they fucking sucked so much for fucking so long in the 80s and early 90s. They were able to build that team. I mean, think about the core of that team. That was from a farm system. And then they would pay their they would pay free agent players. Jeter. Mariano Rivera, those guys come up through the system and spent their whole career with the Yankees. That's another thing that just doesn't really happen much anymore. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> that's, but see, that's how come if you have a good GM like someone like Epstein, the Epstein, if he can, if he has the smarts to hire scouts who can look and find a diamond in the rough, then he can afford to let players walk. That are like, well, I want to get paid, and this is this is my asking price, and he's going to go. Well, that's just too much for a player who's <clears throat> already peaked, and you're on the you're on the downside slope of the hill. So I have a nice one. Well, I mean, look at the uh, Kansas City Royals. Okay, they won the, the World Series, and the very next year they missed the playoffs because they parted out their team. They had a killer team. It, it, I literally, I, I, I kind of became a fan of the Kansas City Royals, not because I just lived there, but I, I watched how they played, and it got laid into the game. And with two outs, I mean, Kansas City Royals were like, all right, challenge accepted. And they would just go off. It's like you couldn't get that third out if you paid them to take a dive. You got teams like Kansas City who, no matter, even though they, it doesn't matter, they made two World Series in a row and they won one of them. They're a small market team. Kansas City saw their window of opportunity to win the World Series, went out, made it happen, and then said, There's no way we can realistically support a payroll to run with the big dogs for the next five to ten years. All right. And there's a lot more big dogs than people give credit for. You have Chicago Cubs, you have New York Yankees, you have the Boston Red Sox. You, I'm telling people, I'm telling people. Okay, once again, if we want to talk about big dogs, I mean, Giants, Texas. Texas has been in it almost every year for the last, what, seven years? Dodgers. They've been, they've been in the conversation. Dodgers, major market team. Okay, then you got teams that are up and coming that are built, and if the owners decide to spend money, they're going to be around for a while. 
like Houston. Everyone fucking sleeps on the Astros. The Astros, three years ago, there was a story in Sports Illustrated that said the Astros are building for 2017. And everyone laughed their asses off at them. And the Astros have shown signs of brilliance since that article came out to where people stopped laughing and went, oh, shit. Maybe they actually know what they're doing. Maybe they're building the team the right way. They're building for the future. That's exactly what you got to do. I mean, Detroit can never get over the hump here. You know, Tigers can never get over the hump. Why? Because the Tigers, unfortunately, bought into the Yankees and Red Sox way of thinking. We can just throw money at players, bring the big players in here, and that's going to get us over the hump. It doesn't work like that all the time. On top of that, you can't throw money at players like a guy like Prince Fielder, who is notorious for having great seasons and disappearing in the playoffs, which is exactly what he did. And then to top it off, when he got called on it in a post-game interview in 2012, he comes back with some bullshit line talking about, I got kids. What the fuck does the fact that you got kids got to do with anything? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking him to like start, like, like act like he's part of Opus Day. And start flagulating himself in front of the fucking reporters. But you know what? This is your job that you get paid well to do. And you didn't show up. All you'd have to say is, you know what? Yeah. I, I had, I had, I, I, for whatever reason, I was in a slump. All you can really do is try to power through it and work through it and come out the other side. You know, my bad. It's all he had to say. Instead, it was every other reason besides say, I got kids, man. This is, this is a game. I got real-life problems. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've now you got real, real-life problems. Now you don't have that paycheck, do you, fat boy? So Yeah, and, and with the Cubs, though, I called that shit a long time ago. I said that the young Cubs with, with the team's, uh, you know, older, more experienced people coaching in, in the dugout, is going to win that series, and it did. It's exactly what happened. Well, Madden has been trying to fucking win a goddamn World Series since he was in Tampa, and he was doing it with a lot less pieces than he had in Chicago. And believe it or not, <laughs> it's funny because there's some podcasts and and you know couple couple groups on on social media that you can go back and listen to and read, and they're sitting there just fucking running Madden down. Is he trying to lose this fucking game? Is he trying to lose the World Series? What the fuck is wrong with him? Blah, 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 blah. No, he did what he was supposed to do. He put his fucking shutdown closer in there, who went in there and blew it. He choked. Yeah. Bottom line, the guy is a shutdown pitcher. Throws, has topped out at 104 miles per hour. He goes in there and he's, he's having a hard time breaking 100 miles per hour. Nah, man, Chapman choked. Can't Big locate time. his pitches. That's just... It happens, man. It happens. Ask Dennis Eckersley about, well, I'm going to th- throw a backdoor slider to Kirk Gibson's one-legged ass, and it's going to get him out because that's what the scouting report said. And Tommy Lasorda told, told Kirk Gibson, if he gets you in this count, he's going to throw you a backdoor slider because that's what the fuck Eckersley does every fucking time. <laughs> yeah. What happened? One of the greatest plays in World Series history. That's what happened. That was the result of a guy going out there and just, well, I'm just going to do what I always do. Well, exactly. And Francona put in his cl- shutdown pitcher, Kluber, and what I, his first inning. See ya. Francona's shutdown pitcher in this, this postseason was Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller was a fucking workhorse for Cleveland. Right, but that was in the later innings. He was a relief pitcher. 
Kluber, what, the second game, I think, or first game? first Yeah, the first game of the series. Kluber came out. They couldn't touch him. Well, Shut him out. Just could, flat out could not touch him. And by the time the Chicago Cubs even thought about it, it was too late, and here come Miller. But that happens, man. That's why you That's why you have guys who are post, postseason legends. Because Martin they can do shit. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone knew what the fuck Rivera was going to do. He's going to come in. He's going to throw you a cutter. He's going to saw your bat off and fucking get you to ground out into a double play. Have a nice one. Thanks for coming. Every time I seen him come out, the only thing I can picture is that freaking cartoon uh, uh, bulldog sitting there swinging like three or four times at the pitch. Oh, the Bugs Bunny change up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> one, two, three, you're out. One, two, three, you're out. <laughs> it's like. Jesus, can anybody hit this guy? Well, uh, I personally think the Cubs are built to last. Um, I don't see them blowing up that team. The Cubs bring in enough revenue. I mean, <laughs> they didn't win for 108 years, and they're one of the they have one of the highest revenues in the league. Now, what the fuck you think is going to happen? There's five million people at their fucking parade. There's what 2.7 million people that live in the city of Chicago proper. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not going to have a hard time selling merchandise. They're not going to have a hard time making money. It's all going to depend on whether their, their owners want to spend that money. And I think that the fact that they hired Theo Epstein and all this, now that they've got a taste of winning, they want to keep winning. I don't think it's. I don't think this is the 97 Marlins where they just built a team to win one year and then they're going to blow it up. And they're definitely not, they're definitely not the 2015 Royals. They're not a team that, had, that saw a window of opportunity and said, our window of opportunity is very small due to the market we play in, due to the budget we have to work with. So we better throw everything but the kitchen sink at it because if not, we're going to end up like Detroit. Ooh. We're going to end up chasing a window that's been closed for fucking years, but mm-hmm. we're too fucking stubborn to admit it. Which, by the way, I'm not icing anything. I'm just saying, don't be shocked if we're sitting here in a couple months talking about how Verlander or Miggy <laughs> or both. Or or both, or V-Mart, have been traded. And there's a there's a complete youth movement in Detroit. Don't be shocked. I'm never surprised by what Detroit teams do, ever. Well, I think I think with with Alex, <laughs> it's funny because here in Detroit, when, when Alex Avila is the general manager, and his son, or not Alex Avila, Alex Avila was a catcher. His father is, is now the general manager, but he goes by Avila, and Alex Vila obviously went by Avila. That's just, I always found that amusing. I'm like, which one is it? Can we pick a way to pronounce his last name? <laughs> um, but uh, I think with the, the new GM that they have and the fact that, that, that Mike Illich is getting up there in age and he's thrown as much money as he could and as many players willing to come here as he can for, what, a decade now? They haven't gotten over the hump. I think someone's going to have to sit Mike Illich down and go, Mr. I, we respect you. You're a great owner. It just ain't happening. <laughs> so I don't know what you got to do. Call up, a, call up a Rothschild. Find out who's, who's soul, who you got to sell your soul to to live a couple you know, extra decades longer. Whatever you got to do. But, you know, Go buy hearts and, 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 and kidneys and livers on the black market, and we'll stockpile them until you need them. But we need to rebuild. So that's why I say that. I just I cannot see them blowing out the bank and doing it for one more year because it's they haven't done anything since what 2012. 
Yeah, it's yeah. been uh, four years. Going to be five. Exactly. It's half a decade well, that, where I come I from. I mean, that that's like the Pistons haven't been big since the early 2000s. And not for nothing, I think that team with Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, all of them guys, they reminded me so much of the bad boys in 1990. They were so perfect together. Those starting five were the best starting five on the floor because mm-hmm. they worked so well together. Not because one person, not like a LeBron starting five or Michael Jordan starting five, but the, every person played their role to the top of their ability. One of the stories I heard that, that pretty much solidified what you just said in my mind was when Chauncey got traded to Denver. Right. And they all five were sitting in Chauncey's hotel room when he got the news. And these rather, I mean, to call them large is an understatement. These huge... Alpha males were all sitting together crying in the fucking room. The fact that Rasheed Wallace is sitting there crying next to Ben Wallace tells me all I needed to know. (laughs) Like, that was some brotherhood family type shit going on right there. And they weren't crying because they got foul fucking pansies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wallace goes to Chicago. Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot himself, goes to Denver. Well, Chauncey Uh, had no say in that. Nope. That was all. Dumars just got rid of him. Big Ben going to Chicago was Big Ben going. Look, I, I, I I'm going to get this team's offering me like life changing wealth amount of money. And Dumars was like, "Well, we can't do that. So have a nice one. Good luck in Chicago." I Chase can't. Prince got traded. Oh God, the, those five. And, and then traded back and was like, "Why the fuck am I here again? What happened? Yeah. This isn't the mid two thousands. I don't want to be here." No, you're Wait, supposed to be here today. Place. All right, well, should we get to the picks? Yeah, the picks. Yeah, Rich, we, we got a podtastic day ahead of us, don't we? Uh, yeah. All right. So, all right, there's been some movement again in the picks. And mm-hmm. what it is is Rich and I are tied. So I move up, Rich moves down, whichever way you want to look at it. Uh, we're sitting at seventy-one, sixty-one, and two. I both. Thanks a lot, kickers. Uh, <laughs> Five thirty percentage, and then Ice Man sitting at six-one-six. My old area code. Uh, Fifty-three, thirty-one, and two. Uh, all right. So the Thursday night Kick game. Coaches, God damn it. The Thursday night game is uh, Cleveland and Baltimore, I believe. Alright. You guys are tied. So I'm gonna ask who was second last week? That was me. Alright. Rich, pick the order. Uh Chris or me. Um Alright, go. Alright. Going first. Come on, internet. Boot up. Let's go. Okay, well, I do know the Thursday night game is the Ravens and the Browns. Not sure who's at home. Uh, Ravens. Yeah, okay, but I was going to say, just by knowing what we know about the Browns, do we just go with, yeah, we just go with the Ravens. Well, yeah, definitely what we know with the Browns, but other than that, the Ravens, I don't know why, but they have a resurgence somehow. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Baltimore as well. 
the poor Browns. They're the middle child of Cleveland right now. <laughs> yeah, no, right. They, they are the redheaded stepchild of that town. Give me the Ravens. Do the Browns remind you a little bit of Chicago Cubs right now? No. Uh, talking about this season? No. You have to win. No, 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 no. Not just this season. The, the Bulls won. The White Sox won. The Blackhawks won. You know, all Chicago teams doing well. Chicago Cubs wasn't, but now they have. Now they've finally been accepted in Chicago's, you know, supreme seeding. You're saying Cleveland's in the corner? Like, what about me, guys? Well, well, look at it. The Cavaliers have won. The Indians went to World Series. What up, Browns? All right, next matchup. Green Bay heading into Nashville. Face the Titans. This is easy. Green Bay. Uh, not so easy. There, there's, there's some dissension in, in Green Bay right now. Uh, you know, I don't know if if Aaron Rodgers calling out the Packers is going to piss them off and say, well, fuck it, then I ain't going to block for you. Or if it's going to be like, yes, sir, you're right, my bad. And they come out storm. I, I don't know. So this is actually very hard. So I have to, I have to say, but there's a question mark. I'm sorry, I didn't. You you, you broke up there. For who'd you end up picking? I had to say the Packers. Packers. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Marietta starting to show that maybe he was actually worth being picked in the first round. I don't know if he was worth as high of a pick as he was. But I got to believe that with the experience and the leadership on the Packers, they're going to bounce back after last week. So, yeah, I'm going to go Packers too. <laughs> Can I pull an ice man? But I won't be shocked if if, 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 if Tennessee wins. <laughs> yeah. well, I wonder, that's that's the thing. Is is That's what I was saying. I don't know if this is going to – if him calling his team out is going to piss him off, and, and it looks like any given Sunday, all right, do it your damn self. Yeah, but I mean, it's Rodgers. I can't believe that team would just fucking fold on him. Well, he's never called him out like that on national TV. That's what I'm saying. If it, this is, It's not like he has a habit of throwing his team under the bus. So exactly. If he, the, if he felt the need to speak up, it's like when Eiserman would speak up like that. People would go, oh, shit, you better listen. That's what I'm don't ever say shit like that. So yeah, it's a question mark. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's a question mark that that I'm willing to bet on. on I'm willing to bet they rise to the challenge rather than fucking implode. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Tennessee Titans are better than the Green Bay Packers. That's that's my yardstick. Uh, next up, Minnesota uh, heading in to Washington. You like that <laughs> to face <laughs> the Washington Redskins? Uh, this is my this is my take on Minnesota for the entire year. But they are who we thought they were. All right, uh, I'm going with Washington. Ironically, you, you play Dennis Green screaming that I'm going to go Vikings. Uh, they are who the, we thought they were. Their offensive line is terrible. Uh, I I still think there's something there. Uh, if nothing else, this defense is going to make. <laughs> Make make uh, the comment by Cousins uh, even funnier. 
I think he's going to be flat on his back, and you like that. So, yeah, I'm going Minnesota. Oh, it's a rough one for me because Minnesota is just I, I, imploding. Every time, I, every time I watch Minnesota the last three weeks, I just hear Chris going, that defense is hiding their offense. That defense is just covering up for how bad that, that offense actually is. And that was just, who can argue that after last week's game? I'm going to go Washington. All right. And that, everybody be prepared for everybody, for these two to be bitching when I go, I called that shit. All right. We'll remember that. You know, this is, we're recording. All right. Next. Ugh. Ugh. Chicago at Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, I'm going, uh, 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 yeah, Cutler back. You got a hobbled Winston. You got Mike Evans, who's on fire this year. You got the rotating fucking the, the carousel at running back in Tampa Bay. I can't even name who their starting running back is this week. It's like the fifth, sixth one. Neither yeah. can they. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. It's some guy who wasn't playing football at the beginning of the season, probably. Uh, Bears got Jordan Howard. They got Allison Jeffrey. They got Cutler. God damn. I'm picking the Bears. Yeah, I'm not picking the toilet seat. I'm definitely going Bucks. I, I got to think Jameis Winston has something in his back pocket. It, either way, I think Jameis Winston is better than fucking Cutler. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with I agree with that. Um, you know it's bad when, because I listened to the, the Tampa Bay radio broadcast. You know it's bad when they lost against Atlanta, and they go, well, it's their first division loss this season. And I'm like, that's what you're trying to pull out of this? Make it sound like they... They did something great. That's what you're taking from this? Okay. Yeah, they're they're twenty seventh in the power rankings, and that's what that's what the fuck you're you're you're, you're trying to pimp on us. Uh, I'd really I I'd really love to say, but I'd be saying it with my heart, Tampa Bay's at home playing a team they have no business losing to, but I just have no faith in them. So I'm gonna go with my <laughs> home Chicago. I used to All right. Next Kansas City at Carolina. Uh, I think you just watched both teams play uh, football this year. Kansas City's better than Carolina. So I'm going with Kansas City. Actually, this is a hard one for me because Cam Newton has something to prove. I mean, all the bullshit, whining and crying, and all that, you know, the media and everything aside, uh, the Panthers are a good team. I mean, they really are. They're way better than their record shows. Uh but the Chiefs, I mean, they're hurting with injuries. I, I want to say the Chiefs. I want to say that this is going to be the road that they're going to take and it's going to be competitive in their division. And I just, I, I don't see people, you know, holding the Panthers back as much as they want to be. So they won last week riddled with injuries. Yeah, but I got it. Uh, and I think we, this they, week you get Spencer Ware and Alex Smith back. Yeah, but they played the fucking Jaguars, bro. <laughs> yeah, so but I'm saying this year you you get Alex Smith, you get Spencer Ware back. Concussion yeah, protocol usually means go, a game. I'm gonna go Panthers. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cam's gonna stop crying and throw the fucking ball or run. Really? Soul coughing. Yeah, Panthers for the win. Okay, I think they're done calling. I was just trying to give you a little spot to edit that out. Uh, let me find a place to put this phone where they can 
fuck off for the next couple minutes. All right. Um. Oh God. I don't even want to pick this game. Uh, fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna go Chiefs. All right. Just like that. <laughs> next up, the Falcons heading into Philly. Stock up on batteries, kids. Uh, I think uh, the, the the choice is obvious. Atlanta. I mean, watch them play this year. Good lord. Matty Ice, comeback player of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's doing the damn thing. Julio Jones is being Julio Jones, and. Apparently, uh, right career move for Mohamed Sanu to move from oh uh, Cincinnati to, to Atlanta. So, going with Atlanta. Where's my Dennis Green quote? Eagles are who I thought they were. Uh, but then again, folks, again, I can't pick Pennsylvania teams for nothing. <laughs> but uh, uh, Falcons, I, I got I to gotta believe in Matty Ice. Uh, I, I got to believe. But they are who we thought they were. Amen to that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Julio Jones is, you know, everybody talks about Megatron leaving, but Julio Jones is just as good, if not better than Johnson was, in my opinion, because every time Ryan throws him the ball, he catches it no matter where it is. I love that they added some new, that takes some, you know, pressure off of him, lets him get more looks at it. But, uh, Yes, sir. So, so for that reason, and hopefully I don't have the Philly jinx here, but Falcons. Oh, Alvin, I know you don't listen to this podcast, but if you happen to listen to this one, this is for you. Birds get dirty. Seriously, the dirty South. And fuck the Eagles. Sorry, Eric. But yeah, fuck the Eagles, man. It's all about <laughs> the fucking... It's all about the Falcons. Fuck out of here with that. All right. Here's a game that we uh, don't want to pick. It's an awful, awful matchup, at least for this year. Los Angeles. Look at all the. Isn't it great we have all this parody in the league now? <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles Rams heading to MetLife to face the New York Jets. Well, we all know this goes for me. I'm picking the Rams. <laughs> Oratorium, baby. <laughs> Uh, actually, this is going to be a good game. It, I don't think this is going to be a terrible game. I, I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, you know, Fitz has some things to prove. Uh, Case Keenum has some things to prove. Stop the Jared Golf chance. <laughs> Jared Golf isn't even close to who he thought we thought he was. First round, first pick in the NFL draft. My ass. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be a shootout, but I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Make it unanimous, going with the Rams. All right, next up, Denver, hurting after getting embarrassed on Sunday Night Football, heading to New Orleans. Uh, I think Drew Brees uh, makes Trevor Simeon his bitch. He goes, here's how you play football, son. And they're at home. They got some momentum going. Uh, they're on the way to, you could say, possibly saving their season. So I'm going with New Orleans. High-octane defense. High-octane offense. That's what we have. Broncos versus Saints. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think Drew Brees can overpower their defense. I don't think the line can hold, uh, you know, DeMarcus Ware the way that he was last week against Oakland. I, I think Oakland has a way better line than Saints. I think if Latavius Murray gashes you for all that, look out with fucking uh, Mark Ingram. You're, yeah, I understand your point there, but once again, offensive line. Saints don't have it. 
I'm going Broncos. Defense wins. Yeah, I've always been a believer in defense uh, wins your championships, so I'd be a hypocrite if I picked anything but the Broncos. I just think the second half, we're going to start seeing a little bit of Denver's ass now that not Peyton Manning is their quarterback. All right, Houston at Jacksonville. Uh, this is a, what you like to call a nerf toss. I'm going with Houston. Oh, this isn't a nerf toss. This is a Texans win. Once again, and I've said this all season, Jacksonville has so much talent and no coaching. Uh, again, the fucking coaching this season everywhere. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> Texans. Yeah, Texans. Definitely. As, as even though I don't, I, I, I never got to comment every time I picked the Texans. Well, except for twice now, because he didn't say it this time yet. Earl comes out, he's got Watt envy. I don't even know what that means, but apparently Earl does. So You want to see J.J. Watt on the field? He's your boy, Blue. I don't, like, I, I, I don't think of him one way or the other. I just If he's the best defensive player in the league, yeah, I want to see him on the field, but I think that's arguable that he's the best defensive player in the league. He damn sure ain't when he's sitting on the sideline. All right. Next up, two teams that are supposed to be way better than they are at this point in the seasons. Miami at four and four, San Diegans at four and five. Um, man, I picked against the Chargers <laughs> last week and they fucked me. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. You got uh, Jay Ajay. Uh, now that Aaron Foster's retired, uh, they've been throwing around the name Aaron Dickerson around that guy's name the last few weeks. Uh, San Diego, I mean, they're at home. Dolphins D ain't that great, at least as far as their cornerbacks. Uh, go with San Diego. Well, you said it, the Dolphins defense ain't that great. And Dominic Sue fucked up. You know you fucked up, right? You fucked up. You know that, right? Uh, him and uh, Wake, I, I, I don't know where they are. Uh, but they're, <laughs> they're on the field somewhere. But they're not doing what they're supposed to be. So, uh, yeah. And, and now, for some reason, the tight end in, in San Diego just happens to wake up. Antonio Gates, where has he been? Injured because yeah. it's Antonio Gates. But... Right. Chargers. Yeah, I'll take the Riverboat Gambler and the Chargers over. So, you fucked up. You know you fucked up, right? All right. Dallas heading into Pittsburgh. Rumors of Tony Romo returning. Are you fucking kidding me? Come Don't on, wait a minute. Started. Wait Don't a minute. Started. I think we need to do a split pick on this. And here's I'm going to make my case for it. If Romo starts, give me Pittsburgh. If Prescott starts, give me Dallas. You don't? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. How can they not tell us who the fuck's starting? How can they start Romo, first of all? Yeah, why? They're 7-1 and one with Dak. Have a seat, Uncle Tony. We'll let you know when we need you. Oh, but he has, on he, has, he has better chemistry with Witten. Witten had a career game last game. Yes, with not Tony Romo. Exactly. And Des Bryant loves Dak. Des loves Dak. How about that? Sounds like a bad reality show on Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> and they were to the point where they were I'm like, even. hey, Zeke, have a seat. We got this. Like, they were resting Ezekiel Elliott. He had himself a decent fantasy game. He could have had a bigger game, but the Cowboys were like, hey, we got this. Have a seat, Rook. 
We don't want you to, you know, we don't want to hurt you too much. Alfred Morris got to carry the ball a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, is that chicken shit if we do the split pick? I Look, this is the problem with picking so so early in the week, but this is also the problem with the NFL, is that now they're, they're trying to be college football and have football on from Thursday to fucking Monday. So, I mean, what do you do? I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it ice right over here. Cowboys. I don't give a fuck if they do start Romo. Ooh. With Zeke Elliott in the backfield, <laughs> with that defense the way it is, you got Beasley, Witten, Dez. I, I don't care. I don't care who you got. Put Joey Harrington as quarterback. They still win over fucking Pittsburgh. Why? Because Mike Tomlin doesn't fucking coach right. Oh, shit. I just love that you got ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you did make all the points I was going to kind of make is even with Romo starting, you got Des Bryant, you got Cole Beasley, you got Terrence Williams, you got Ezekiel Elliott, you got Jason Witten. Um, I think Pittsburgh. All of a defense, by the way. Please don't forget that defense. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh, right? I think you, you got a hobbled Ben. I think it, you got Antonio Brown and the rotating cast of people at the number two receiver. Uh, you got Le'Veon Bell. Um, I just uh, the Pittsburgh's D isn't. This is not the Pittsburgh D of years past. Let's put it that way. Um, I, I'm going to call Dallas, man. Man, I get, I'm going to go Dallas too. It breaks my heart because I like Tomlin, but he needs to call Stella, find out where that bitch went, and he needs to go where that bitch went and get his group back. Yeah, because it just it, he he just it's, it ain't happening. He's clapping on the one and three he saw off his groove. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like Steve Martin and the jerk. <laughs> I saw on one of these talk shows for ESPN, there was a black guy saying, you know, there was we're walking on eggshells for so many years because it was a black coach that won the Super Bowl, so be kind to him. You got to call him out. That's what he said. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't care if he's black, white, or oriental. Man, coach your team. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if he's black. What the fuck does that got to do with anything? Never once have I said I'm not picking him because he's black. When I say that, then someone could fucking bring up the race of a coach to me. Until then, kiss my sober pink Irish ass. <laughs> well, no, it's just the it, he was the black coach that won a Super Bowl. You know, there's all these white coaches and like stop that. Oh, what is Tony? Is, 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 is coach Tony, don't. Tony Tony Dungy too high yellow for him? <laughs> You couldn't say a bad thing about Tony Dungy, at, even if he was white or black. It don't matter. You can't say nothing. Just because he's a lighter shade of iced tea doesn't mean he's not black. <laughs> Lemonade. Read the sign. Lemonade. All right, next up. Oh, this is going to be ugly. This is going to be like a virgin getting losing your virginity to like a 12-inch penis ugly. San Francisco at Arizona. At Arizona, obviously. Chip Kelly is in a house. It is on fire. The fire department has the wrong address. He's just standing there. Everything around him is burning. Like it's, oof. Yeah. Mayhem came to visit Chip Kelly, and he didn't have progressive. Yeah, or Allstate or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Mayhem and Flo are in the back fucking while this guy needs insurance. <laughs> I'd kind of throw a fuck in the flow. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I, I mean, I fuck. Hey, if it. you plug it in, you know. I'm just saying, I've I've had worse. <laughs> this is true. 
Just plug in the snapshot. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Oh, def- definitely Cardinals. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Cardinals. Keep playing the national anthem. Keep keep sitting there. You'll be all right. Cardinals. This is yeah. I don't even. Next. All right. Next. Seattle at New England Sunday, Sunday night, night football. Game. I think I told you earlier. I think this is going to be another battle of kickers. Quite honestly. Ah, uh, goddamn. Who do you pick? I mean, if you just go by records. I mean, you pick New England, right? Let me check the standings. Oh, yeah, Pats are 7-1. and one. Seattle's definitely lost more than one. They're one of the assholes with a tie. So who are you picking? Seattle is 5-2. and two. <laughs> He's working it out in his brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you'd hear, you'd see smoke coming out of my ears. Uh, I, it's... It's Tom. They're at home. You go with the Pats. I I got to pick Belichick. It has nothing to do with Tom. This isn't going to be a kicking war. This is going to be Belichick going, uh-huh, see that? You, you want that? You can't have that. And he's going to outcoach him. Flat out. Uh, Pete Carroll, you know, good coach, you know, does some good things, but he ain't outcoaching the master. And that's exactly what this is, a student coming to the master, and he's going to get shown why he's the master. Yeah, I'm taking the pads. All right. Well, next up, the surprisingly 5-3 and three New York Giants. Oh. And the also surprisingly, what are they, 4-3-4 and, three and four Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Giants are the home team. MetLife getting some action two nights in a row. Uh, Giants, they're at home. Uh, I think, uh, wait, wait, here we go. Here we go. But they are who we thought they were. I've never bought Cincinnati as a competitive team, ever, even when they make the playoffs. Uh, going with the Giants. This is the Monday night game, and to me, this this is just as shitty as, as a lot of the other picks this week. Because Cincinnati is a competitive team to somebody like the Giants. You know, the Giants got a couple of good receivers, but they have Eli fucking Manning, who tries way too hard to be his brother. He's not Peyton. Stop it. He had more rings than his brother till this year? Okay. Look at the stat sheet. He also has more interceptions than his brother, and he's been in the league less. I'm just saying, it was awkward holidays at the Manning household till this year. Christmas and Thanksgiving won't be so weird this year for the Mannings. Just saying. I don't know, man. It's always Bengals, weird if you're Cooper, though. Bengals need more than A.J. Green. Hell of a receiver. Hell of a receiver. Yeah, Marvin, yeah, Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu left. Whoops. Yep, Marvin's in Detroit, and some news, well, yeah. Oh, shit. Shit, shit. Oh, I don't want to do this. All right, both sides of my mouth, Rich. Giants, but I believe the Bengals. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> it's called picks. Uh, Giants. All right. I have to. You have to pick one. Uh, damn it. <laughs> Giants. So I'm only talking out of one side of my mouth, and it's saying Giants, so. <laughs> like I'm, it or not, I'm, I'm co- they got OBJ. Yeah, yeah. much like he's comfortable with his sexuality when it comes to the kicking net, I'm comfortable with Oh, my with God. Pick. <laughs> How are you comfortable with that pick? How are you comfy? I don't know. 
My gut, man. Man, fuck. <laughs> there ain't no money on the line. Dude, it, it's like one thirty. It's lunchtime for you. Your gut's just hungry. We're not at the sports book. It's a long bar. What the fuck? I don't care. It's it's this is this is the problem with having a former meathead jock on the on the on the show. He's super competitive about everything. It's just picks, dude. No one's life's on the line. It's not so much competitive as it is. I just don't want to be wrong. <laughs> That's you do have statistical proof. You've been right more than us. Uh, okay, Billy Bean. You know what I hate? I hate losing more than not winning. You know what? I'm going to pick the Bengals. Fuck it. No, I'm picking um, the Bengals. Sorry, the the picks are in. Uh, yeah, he we'll wrote it down to... at pen. You're just your SOL. <laughs> no, they've been sealed. They've already been carted off to be placed in the vault. Or they'll be kept for tabulation until next week. The armor truck has already left. That's all right. To announce the winner, I'll just get Steve Harvey. There you go. We'll have him come and do the podcast. He can fuck it all up. Well, okay, college. Well, I mean, should I just I'm just gonna stop picking Michigan State. Really, I mean, <laughs> dude, I'm right, right Chris. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, like, like it's it's over. It it it's way over. Dude, when I try to give them credit, like sir, it's like it's like a junkie. You know, they get three months clean, and you're like, you know what? All right, we can hang out. And then you let them crash at your house, and you wake up, and all your shit's gone the next morning. You're like, God Fuck. damn you, Michigan State! Exactly, you relapsed on my ass. Yeah. So, so here, here's my picks for the rest of the season when it comes to state, not them. <laughs> Just next. <laughs> And watch him win out the rest of the season. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I, I, I got bad news for both of you. Well, it's Rutgers at exactly. MSU. Right. Oh, boy. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now yeah. it's where I come start talking out of both sides of my mouth. Because we already got a preview of, of Rutgers. Uh, you know what, then? I'm going to... I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to pick State. I'm going to pick State because it's the last time after this. We're breaking up after this State. All right, this final time. I mean it. Next time I'm calling the cops, State, all right? I'll just tell everybody I walked into a door, okay? This is is goodbye sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Rutgers showed that that they have a horrible offense. I think State could put up more more than offense than what Rutgers put together against Michigan. So, God damn it, I'm picking State. This is you going to pick up your shirt from state and just fucking real quick and being like, all right, later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, I came to get my CDs and I got a blowjob out of it. <laughs> got to grab my favorite hoodie. Oh, well. Okay, well, grab I'm my favorite do Yeah. <laughs> this, this will, I, I'm going to pick state, but this will show me if the team has quit or if Mark D just has too much of a fucking ego that he can't coach them right. If they lose to Rutgers, that's that's it. It's not even about all the the sexing. It's Mark D has lost that team. Period. If you lose to Rutgers, I walked in and you were fucking my mama. Like, that's it, milf, like a motherfucker. Yeah. All right. So, hey man, uh, Rutgers have have nice uniforms, and 
yeah, I'm not feel it, feeling it when it comes to state. So fuck it, I, I'll Rutgers. <laughs> You're going to Jersey State? Get out of here! I don't give a fuck, man. Fuck state for the rest of the season. I tried to give them a chance to be a partnership, and they just said no. So you know what? It's like the chick you're dating. It's like, let me out of the car. I'll walk. Well, you know what, bitch? This ain't, the, this ain't the 1950s. Guess who's walking? Rich found a folder on her phone just littered with dick pics. He's like, all right, Michigan <laughs> State, we're done. <laughs> Michigan nope. State's going to fuck your best friend this week, Rich. Sorry. Ooh. All and right. My best friend's a better dresser than State. Just saying. All right. Michigan at Iowa. Yeah. Iowa, yeah. Yeah. Now, I said this last week, didn't make the show because we picked it wrong, but I'm going to say it this week. I think this is a trap game for Michigan. Iowa's at home. Iowa's a team that fucked up state's run. <coughs> Iowa's the team that fucked up state's run a couple of years ago. Um, I just, there's something about these cornbread motherfuckers. I just, my gut. For this game, tells me this is the trap game for Michigan. Going with Iowa. Are you kidding me? No, being controversial. <laughs> Step away from the bong, sir. And I have a tinfoil hat theory. Are you kidding me? What? It's no tinfoil hat. I think it's a trap game. Yeah, that's that's. How's that a conspiracy? They it's got a five like... and four record. It's not like it's. They got a one and six. So did Maryland. Yeah. Terrapins had a five and four record. Did you see what they did to them? Hey man, fifty nine to three for your five and four. Take it and go home. I'm allowed to have my pick. All right. Do I got to get in my sports safe space here? All right. <laughs> no, hell no. Wolverines. Uh, Iowa's good team. I, I give you that. The Hawkeyes can hit with the better of them, um, but they're not to Michigan's level. Uh, you know, Harbaugh is is the exact opposite of Mark D. He has owned that team. He has shaped that team. He has instilled upon them the, the way football should be played. And they are listening with every turn, the, every word that, that Harbaugh says, and it's working. Uh, the Wolverines might lose, you know, in, in the playoffs or to Ohio State possibly, to Hawkeyes, no. Uh-uh. All right. Well, I'm going to be honest here. I've been hearing way too many Kool-Aid drinkers who are Michigan fans talking about they're going to blow out Ohio State, win by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. And all I'm sitting here thinking is, I'm sorry, we're not playing Ohio State this week. What the fuck are you talking about? So, while I don't, I, I don't agree it's a trap game, I do think it'll be a close game, closer than people are giving it credit for. But I am going Michigan. Because ultimately, I don't think Harbaugh is going to let that team forget. Hey, enjoy your win for a couple hours. Now we concentrate on the next team. And that's the only team that matters for the next seven days. Yeah, that in lies my point. You can think what you want about Michigan and their players' mentality, but they respect the fuck out of their coach. They have and no they're listening to, to everything. They have says. no choice but to at this point. He's proven... He's he he did he he's he's like he's like the officer on the field who who charges out of the trench over the top and goes follow me men and he just doesn't get touched. They have no choice but to follow him. 
I'm saying Michigan's starting to get the press, rub their balls a little bit. Might go to the players, and players might. Uh, if it goes, if it goes bit. in players' heads, Harbaugh, and I know that Earl a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, if I was if I was D'Antonio, I'd be having my players run stairs. He said that's not how it works. Harbaugh don't give a fuck if it works or if it doesn't. Them players fucking get a big head and lose that game because of that. He will quarter deck them motherfuckers till their assholes are sucking buttermilk. Believe that. So, Harbaugh is not D'Antonio. Get that on video. <laughs> Put it on a YouTube channel. Harbaugh is not going to let that, that them players fucking get a big head and get away with it. And be like, oh, well, let's we'll get them next year. No. I'm just no. saying they're, they're, well, here's the they're, thing, they're males a between the coach. ages of 18 and 22. Just saying. It's possible. Right. I, but a good coach will see that throughout the week, though, Rich. And, and Harbaugh's a great college coach. Yep. If those players are getting a big head, it's going to happen throughout the week, and he will refocus them in any means necessary, be it the training, be it one-to-one sit-down talks. Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Well, yeah, You're not as good as everybody's saying. Well, hopefully the attitude is like, we ain't done yet, motherfucker. That's his 9-0. and know? But that's what's going on in Michigan right now. He is keeping them players focused throughout the week on the next game. Not on Ohio State, not on fucking, you know, where you're at in the rankings, not are you going to the playoffs. It's, okay, this week was Maryland. All right, now we're on Iowa. And he's keeping them focused. He does it throughout the week so that when they get to, you know, Maryland, or the, now they're coming into Iowa, when they get there, they're not going laid back. This is going to be a run over. You know, Peppers, like you saw Peppers, pacing on the sideline, Rich. He wants to play. He's focused. And he's not focused on showing Ohio State, look what I can do. He's focused on showing Michigan State what he could do to them. He's focused on showing Maryland what he can do to them. Next week, I fully believe Michigan's going to be out there showing what Iowa, showing Iowa what they can do to them. And it's, that's just the mentality the Wolverines have this season. Yes, don't be surprised if a last-second field goal ruins everything. Just so. <laughs> so, okay, but the real, the real question is: Let's say Iowa does fucking pull it out. Does that drop? Does that drop Michigan out of the playoff rankings? I mean, I think they still got a shot to win the Big Ten, but the playoffs. I mean, uh, I mean, it'll hurt them. I mean, Iowa's not ranked. They'll definitely Jamora attitude. Playoffs. Playoffs. Getting me playoffs. So I guess I just, we will see. I, I guess it just puts how much weight that you know the people put on uh, Iowa, even though they're not ranked. So I mean that's up to people higher than us. Iowa they have higher than fucking football. Iowa just seems to always be that team that'll sneak something out when they're not supposed to. They, they just seem, they're that kind of program that if you hear Iowa beat such and such, like. You know, unless they're like one in six, it's not a shock to you. So I don't know, man. I just, I, I just something in my gut. Even last week, and then even this week, I just see that matchup. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Don't count this one. So that being said, we're going to wrap this week up. Oh, we're already halfway through the football season, man. It's some bullshit. Shit just started. No, it's already half done. You know what I'm looking forward to and dreading at the same time? 
What's that? Playoffs. The NFL playoffs, especially when it gets down to the championship games, because that means that we're going to have to talk for about four teams for the better part of two hours <laughs> with Iceman. We're just, it, it's just, it's, it. And don't get me wrong, you bring a lot to the podcast, but it's like, I might have to take a lunch and a break on that one. I don't know. <laughs> bring a sandwich. Yeah, I might have to punch out and be like, I need my 15-minute break. I'll be back, you know. <laughs> Just listen to your gut, Rich. It'll be all right. <laughs> but thanks for all the new listeners. Thanks to everybody who downloads, likes, shares, retweets, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can find us at Sporty Podcast on Twitter. You can email Sporty at ChristopherMedia.net. At Sporty Podcast on Instagram. Uh, there is a Facebook page. Find it. Like it. We need the likes. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's Facebook. Spacebook. Facebook won't let us promote because of our name. We're apparently too risque for Mark Zuckerberg, but you can go on Facebook Marketplace and buy a white baby. But, you know, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. All right, later, guys. Peace out, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net